Attack left lane. No. Solid pile of steaming dog shit. Attack the gold fury. It feels like Donji, Bologna, and Bassett all got together and made an unholy love child. Rupa. And he sounds like a dying pterodactyl. It's like. All your fuzzy wuzzy. Let's not hurt them too bad. Let's make them scream. If a king passes wind, does that make it a noble gas? Split push. Howdy, folks. Dirtnap's dad here. Episode three thousand three hundred and thirty-three. It's a smite podcast from this old geezer's perspective. I mean, oh wait, hold on. Just flashing forward to the future there a little bit. I ain't that old. But howdy, yeah. folks. Dirtnap's dad here, along Pretty with close. me. Hey now, hey, hey. If you can see me. I'm clapping my hands like claws. But, well, along with me is the feeder himself, Dirtnap Dan. Hey, what's happening, everybody? An even bigger feeder, Guy. What's up, everybody? Then there's the all-technical, glorious person herself, the Beagle. You mean the feeder. I am the biggest feeder here. We all know that. Hello. We should have a game show called The Biggest Feeder. The biggest feeder. Yeah, maybe that's, that's our next Smite stream. There you go. We'll come up with something for that. Uh, actually, the biggest feeder tonight is Yuki, because he is Fubar and was unable to make it now. So, he's gone. He's playing ESO anyway. It don't matter. Yeah, but along with us to on. take his place tonight is, from what I've gathered, apparently is a pretty big feeder when it comes to beat playing Al Posh. It's J-Mac. What's up? Only when I play Alpwash. Every other god, I'm not as big of a feeder. It's only when I play Alpwash do I feed pretty hard. It's the opposite for me. I can play one person and not suck. Otherwise, I suck. <laughs> yeah, we all have those times, Beagle. We we do. Yeah, I, I, honestly, that's something about Smite that I've found to be very true. I go from these high of highs, and then I just feel myself sliding down in this little average area, and then there's like a week where... Um, yeah, I couldn't feed a goldfish. That's how bad I'm feeding, you know, just belly up. So, but anyway, hey, J-Mac, uh, why don't you, uh, introduce yourself a little, little more, uh, thoroughly here to the folks out here in podcast land. Let them know who you are, you know, what your deal with Schmite is, you know, what your favorite color is, stuff like that. I don't know. <laughs> you know. Well, aside, you know. aside from being, uh, being an opwash main and feeder more than anything else, uh, I'm J-Mac Tucker. I'm a collegiate smite analyst and caster. I've been doing casting work for about three years now among the collegiate side of smite ever since my last semester of college is when I picked it up ironically. So I'm not actually in college anymore doing any of this. It's even funnier because I went to college for graphic design work, but I'm doing broadcasting now and my primary job is electrical. So I'm not doing anything that I actually paid all those thousands of dollars in school for. So, uh, <laughs> That's pretty much how life yeah, works. Yeah, I mean, that that's just the way that the wheel always seems to turn for people. You get maybe those one or two people who actually are doing what they went to school for. But uh, uh, I started doing casting after I got into uh, a couple years after I got into Smite. I was real into the pro league. I was watching it every day. I was watching all the big tournaments that were going through. And I was sitting there listening and I was realizing like, you know what? I'm not that good at playing the game, but I know the game pretty well. And those guys know the game pretty well. Maybe I could be one of those guys one day. 
And here we are now, three years later, I got to do a little bit of work on the analyst desk for the placement rounds of the uh, world's qualifiers. I worked, I think it was all six days on the desk there, got to work with all the different casters, got to work with a couple of the pro players, even got to work with uh, Alpha Jackal one day with Hindu Man. That was a, that was a fun moment getting to work with those two EU idiots. <laughs> uh, and then I also got to <laughs> put it nicely. And that's probably the nicest way I could put it. I love these two guys to death. They're great. Uh, and then I got to do the collegiate grand final set at the actual world championships that happened on Saturday night where I got to cast uh, University of Illinois versus uh, Carleton University, which was kind of the big moment of that match was obviously everybody knew who Meerkat was. If you've been around Smite long enough, you you know kind of who Meerkat is, what kind of antics he likes to pull off. and. Uh, that was kind of like mm-hmm. the namesake going in, but I turned it a mo- kind of away from the Meerkat show and made it more of the USA versus Canada battle uh, that we had going up onto there. That's always a good battle. So It's like milk versus bag milk, you know, all over Well, again. in this case, uh, the gallon of milk beat out the bag of milk. <laughs> Pretty handedly also. <laughs> of course. 45 minutes the first game went on. Um, that's all <laughs> I can say about that. But uh, I, as far as it goes, I've been playing Smite for about five or so years now i've worked with three or four different orgs throughout the time being uh smite central and smite prime were two of the ones i've worked with and then avgl and nace which are both the collegiate scenes uh i've got to work with the high-res people off and on throughout different uh different tournaments uh throughout the college grand finals i got to work with aggro and anatoly i think i've worked with anatoly on three separate occasions on a on an actual like stage and then aggro one time so as far as that goes, that's pretty much kind of my namesake in the, in the Smite community is I'm the collegiate caster, the collegiate analyst, and kind of at this point, one of the only casters and analysts left out there in, in the amateur scene. We're trying to find some more people. So if anybody's listening and you want to be a caster, hit me up. Yeah, there you go, folks. You I'm in. Here. Take me. Take me. I'm yours. <laughs> <laughs> just just pick him up, carry him through the threshold, J-Mac. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's, let's talk about some games of the week here. I, I, I've i had some interesting things happen this week. You know, it, it's been, again, how I tell you, you know, kind of you have those ups and downs. And, and with all the promotions that they've been doing lately, a lot of, you know, get three different first wins of the day. It's kind of pulled me away from playing, you know, solely just Conquest. So I've been playing a lot of different modes, even been trying to work some duels back in just because it's like, oh, well, you know, I got like 15 minutes till dinner's done. Well, I can quit any minute, anytime after five minutes. So I'll just go ahead and do a duel, you know, because I don't really care about my ranking. Um, Ben Hera, because, yeah, she is just, it's a 2v1. I mean, I was having so much fun. I was beating the shit out of this guy. (laughs) He was getting some kills on me, but in the end, I mean, I, I had, I was pushing his Phoenix down, just got Bull Demon, and the wife called Dinner Bell. I'm like, oh, this guy's so lucky. I'm like, well, she just called for dinner. That means I got like two minutes before I need to be at the table. I'm like, I'm backing, and I am going to run at the Titan. I almost, almost had it. Literally had him to one hit point. I mean, if I probably could have seen his health bar, I probably would have only seen one. Because I didn't see any red in his bar at all. Uh, it was that close. Should have uh, sneezed on him. 
Yeah, if I could have only, but you know, then I surrendered. He's probably thinking, what the hell? How the hell? What the? This guy had the game. Why the hell did he surrender? <laughs> but you know, it didn't matter. I, I was having fun. Uh, another one I actually played last night and Beagle was watching me and I was raw versus a Fenrir. And you know, Fenrir does some good damage, you know, but I got to clear on him easily. And especially when I'm healing my minions. And he's like, well, either I go in and attack the minions and take damage while I'm doing it, or I don't attack him, which is only going to give me better clear, and then it's just me, my minions, and just him. So, early game, he was having some struggles, and then uh, I got to level 5, and he's like, alright, I'm just going to go after him, go with that Brutalize. I'm like, oh, you're brutalizing me. Well, that was hop one. Now I'm going to turn and start backpedaling. Oh, there's hop two. Well, I know where you're going to be for the next half second, so I'm just going to ult you and kill you. That was that was kind of nice. But uh, the the funny one, Beagle can attest to this. <laughs> he had actually beat me up pretty well. Minions were all over the place. So I'm falling back to tower, and I'm just like, well, I'm going to throw a beam out to try to kill some of these minions. And, you know, he might be right about here along that path, you know, just kind of looking at things. I throw this beam out as I'm drifting backwards. And it was like a professional basketball player shooting that three-point and just fading away. And as I'm fading away, this beam goes out, takes out a minion, takes out a minion. I'm like, he is strafing the way I thought he would strafe. And right as the beam ended, his life went, gone. And I don't know if it was the beam or a minion that finished him, but it both hit him, and he was dead. And it was just so funny. <laughs> oh, that that was a blast. Um, but the game, actually, I really, 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 really want to talk about. And then I'm going to talk about, well, I'm going to get Guy and Dan to talk about, I might talk about a game for them. But a game I played with those two feeders, and they were feeding in this game was a joust the other day where I was Guan Unicorn, Dan was Uller, and Guy was Alpwash. We were up against a Ymir, a Hera, and a Pele. Beginning of the match, they're complaining about Hera. So, I don't really have much peel as Guan, so I play a very aggressive style with him in, in joust and just really just dive at the back line. So, you know what? I'm going to pull Ymir back. I'm going to hit that hair. I'm going to keep, you know, um, oh shit. What's Hera's alt's pet name? Argus. 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 That's it. I'm going to keep him back here too. Th those two can handle Pele, right? Well, no, Pele's just broken. <laughs> they were feeding the Pele. Meanwhile, I'm, I'm like 11 and 5, just raping this team. I'm having a blast. They're bitching like crazy. You know, but in the end, I did start focusing Pele because I had gotten Hera behind, so they weren't quite complaining about her much. And she was just scared of wherever I was on the map, too, because I would just periodically charge her. But remember a few episodes back? I don't know what episode it was. It was probably a couple months ago. I was playing on a, on a Joust map, and I had told you guys about how I converted an enemy player to my team, and we you know, it was Ymir. Apparently, I have this effect on Ymir's because by the end of this game, when we're pushing Phoenix, 
We're like, Ymir's not coming out. He's attacking the Phoenix, isn't he? Because yes, I had actually gotten a double kill off uh, Pele and Hera back in our jungle, and he it was he was the only one left. I'm just like, yeah, okay. He started to jump. I'm like, yeah, buddy, I'm with you. I know that, you know, you and I could dance here for like three minutes and not kill each other. So, you know, I just jumped around a little bit until a uh, guy came around the corner and then we killed him. But yeah, converted another Ymir. So, you know, we, we, we four man down that, that, that two man team and, and, and won that game. So that was quite fun. But, uh, Dan and Guy, how, how, how'd that, uh, conquest go for you last night, you feeders? It went great. I don't know what you're talking about. Easiest win of my life. I mean, I don't know what you're talking about. Easy. Um, Guy, what what was your stat line as Freya in the duo lane there with Dan as Amaterasu? Pretty rough. He was like, was like 3 and 11. 14, maybe. 3 and 14 at the end. <laughs> oh, I think you're giving yourself credit now. Uh, 3 and 14. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> I know what Dan. was. What, what, what were you, Feeder Dan? I was 0-13. Best support in the world. So I'm watching these two play this game. And in the beginning, who were you up against? A Soul and a Guan Yu. And they Mm -hmm. were just super aggressive. And it was threw you two off. And they got ahead right away. And they pressed that advantage hard. And your team, nowhere to be found to help. Ever. Not once. I'm watching this game, and they're just getting their asses handed to them. Every time they try to, they try to, they try to defend behind tower. They're still getting their ass kicked because the enemy team's cycling their jungler around now and and helping out from behind. And you know they're just diving through, not caring. But I'm watching. I'm like, you know, your rod mid lanes at least seems like he's doing pretty good. You know, not too bad. And uh, Dan guy, they're both ready to quit, but two people won't quit you know as i've always said it doesn't you know they always said four people can control the vote in conquest no two people control the vote in conquest right so all i see is i'm watching this game i'm like i'm sitting there thinking to myself i want to bet dan that he's going to win this game but i can't because then he'll like try to throw it on purpose and i'm like to be fair i already was I mean, 0 and 13, I don't know how much more throwing you can quite get. Well, but, uh, Dan's like, I'm not going to go help these bastards that would not help us at all. You know, I mean, they tried VGS the proper way, you know, like enemy missings, you know, need help, you know, gank, you know, everything. They did everything right. And there was just no teamwork to be said from the team. So, you know, in his despondence, Dan resorts to... I'm just going to split push and keep our lanes, you know, lane integrity good. You know, keep keep in mi- mind I was a full tank on the Tarasu, so it took about an hour for each wave. Yeah, it was very boring to watch, and Dan was just sitting there, so barely pressing buttons, you know. <laughs> and it was so funny because I'm just sitting there thinking, I'm watching the objectives, I'm watching how the kills are happening, I'm watching how Ra's growing stronger, and how the enemy team's reacting to these things. And I'm just like, they're going to win this game, but I can't bet him because then he'll really, really throw it. And I next thing I know, anything worse. I mean, literally. Yeah. But next thing I know, you guys have a good defense and go take fire giant. And Dan's mildly surprised. 
And next thing I know, Dan's like, well, maybe instead of just pushing minions back, I can get a tower with this. Well, his team goes one way, gets a tower. You go another way, get a tower. Next thing I know, Phoenixes are being pushed down. Next thing I know, I'm, I'm like, yep, there's the side. I don't see a guy with less than 30 seconds on his name, and you guys are pushing down Phoenixes. I'm like, you guys won this. And Dan and Guy are both like, there's no way we're going to win this. They're, they still don't even believe that they're going to win this. But yet they did. I've never hated a game of Smite that I've won more in my life. <laughs> oh, it was just funny to watch. It was. Me and Guy tried our hearts out for the first 20 minutes, and then I said, fuck this. Our team is never going to show up, ever. And I just went to split push. It's not like I quit. It's not like I sat in Fountain. I didn't BM at all the entire game. I just just went, pushed waves, hit level 20 like 15 minutes after everybody else because I was like level 10 when they were level 20 because they just were killing me over and over. And... uh yeah, I don't know, man. I, I'm just going to attest the entire win to my lane pressure. Yeah. That's mm. what it was. If the waves weren't pushed, they couldn't take Phoenixes, and that's that's what I'm going to stick with for now. Guy, what's your perspective on that? Mm. I don't know, man. I have just no idea. defense and turtling down the end, catching back up once we caught back up in items and levels. We did well, but we were down so far for so long. It just goes to show, you know, a little little bit of patience sometimes. There was, there was literally a point I looked and they were level 19s and 20s and me and Dan are still like fucking 12 and 13. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. But again, you're raw and actually it looks like uh, your Ravon uh, did pretty decent there. They, 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 he did great for point, himself. He yeah. just never helped our lane ever. Yeah. It, the, Never the raw, once did any teammate other than me and guys go to the, the lane. The raw just anchored down mid lane, and I think that that and Dan just keeping the other two outside lanes pushed up, you know, or at least not past the halfway point. You know, I mean, at no point, you know, if minions got past that halfway point, that's what he was going to do. You know, it was clear it up. Matter of fact, in the end, Dan, what did you buy? What was your last item? Oh, I was full tank Amaterasu with that sick golden blade last item, just to. Just to clear the wave. <laughs> I was like, well, I ain't doing anything but clearing waves. And then when someone shows up, I speed stance and walk away. So, Golden Blade. That was fun. That that was just fun. No, it was not. Mm. <laughs> it was not fun. <laughs> 40 minutes uh, of pure torture. It wasn't too enjoyable, but... How about you, J-Mac? How your, how your game's been going this week? Uh, surprisingly, I've actually had some pretty decent games. I think I've kind of, kind of gone about half and half on win-loss for the ones I've been playing these last few days. Uh, I've mostly been playing with one of my buddies. He was a, he was, was a former caster with me in the college scene, and he's been getting back into playing more often. And he's actually swapped his role up. He, he and I used to always be those ones to fight for the mid lane. But now we don't even fight for mid. Now we both don't even play mid mid lane that much anymore. We kind of flex everywhere else. <clears throat> so one of the games that we did, he was going uh, jungle. He's recently really liked playing jungle. So he went Mercury and then I played solo lane just because everything else got called already. Because we had another friend of ours as a support main. And so I, I don't always like to take support from him because he's not that great in too many other roles outside of it. So uh, 
So he was playing like support <laughs> Erlong. My buddy was playing jungle Mercury. We had a mid lane. No, we had a mid lane Hera, a ADC Soul, and then I was playing Hell Solo. This is actually a game that I tweet out about because it was one of the most fun games I played in a while. So we were going against this really weird. Oh no, this wasn't the weird comp that we had. It was another game that we were going against these weird comps for some reason. Like Conquest, people have been playing these really strange comps that just don't make any sense whatsoever. Like like jungle hunters with mid lane assassins, and uh, it's all weird, but. Uh, this was actually the normal game that we had, um, aside from, and I, I can't even call it weird anymore, the Geb solo that I was going up against. So, like, the first 12 to 15 minutes of the game was just me doing hell solo, sitting in the lane, farming up, getting items, just trying not to die to anything that comes over, because we were against a Fenrir as well, so he could have easily just come over and, and killed me at any possible point. I don't know why he didn't. Um... I think it was about like eight minutes or so in the game. I'm like level, I'm like level nine or something like that right then. And my buddy makes a rotation over with Mercury and we get a kill onto the Geb after they had a failed gank on me from the Fenrir where they both use their ultimates, the, the Fen and the Geb. I live, is able to make it back to tower. I TP back. He comes in, we get a kill onto the Geb. The rest of my team is getting stomped across the map. He's losing in his jungle. Uh, our mid laner is getting demolished by this raw that's just so far ahead of him at this point. Our dual lane is losing hard to a Sylvanas and Neath. So, I mean, we're having such a bad time. My, my buddy who was playing Erlong was like 1-7 by the end of the game. So it wasn't a fun time for him in the dual lane. But what changed it for, for us in that game was like, once that 15-minute mark hit, I didn't really care about the lane anymore. If Geb wanted to take my tower, so be it. Whatever. It doesn't really matter anymore. At that point, I'm already about three items into my build and building towards my fourth one. So I had my, my cooldown boots, my void stone, my breastplate of valor online. So I had enough CDR to where I could just rotate enough mana regen so I didn't have to worry about running out. And I had enough tankiness so I could kind of be in the middle of the fray. So there was a fight that broke out uh, in the mid lane, almost near the, uh, almost near the mid harpy camps. And at first we were losing that fight. We'd already lost one person. I came in and we ended up getting a four-man wipe, not losing another person. And I think my my healing in that game went from basically nothing because I was alone up to like three or four thousand in that fight because it was such an extended fight that we had. And I kept so so many of the guys alive from it, throwing out as many heals as possible. But then I go back to lane for another three or four minutes and we're losing again. Like everybody's dying. These fights are going horribly. So we came to realize. I just need to stay out of the solo lane and start making rotations. I got my Divine Ruin online, so I was shutting down their raw Sylvanas. Uh, I got my Lotus Crown online by that point, so I was giving extra protections. And uh, by the end of it all, I was sitting at like 1-1 one, one and like 5 or something at that point. By the end of the game, I ended 4-1 and 16 just because I had uh, a good amount of damage. My healing was like 10,000 or something. I out ended up out healing both the raw and Sylvanas combined. Uh, I had shell built up for extra protections that game. So for me, that game was just kind of learning uh, that moment of realization of, yeah, they don't need me to farm over here anymore. If we just group up as five, we win. So uh, that was kind of uh, because I don't really play a lot of solo lane. I think it's like the most boring role for me to play right now. We'll see how if in whenever in season six, they add a new objective, if that makes the lane more interesting. But it was basically just like passive farming all game long and maybe a gank here and there. Um, but yeah, I, I've always found solo lane to be that weird thing of I want to go rotate, but if I rotate, 
I'm going to lose my yeah. tower. And, you know, it's like, it, you know, at what point does that tower loss become worth it? If you can't take their tower and say, all right, now my tower's up, but your tower is gone. So I just have to pop back in every now and keep those minions back, right. you know, pushed up to that area. And then whenever you get close, I can teleport back and say, no, this is my mm -hmm. tower. And then uh, some of the other games I played, I didn't really even focus much on the mid lane this week. I think, I don't even know if I got a game. Of, oh, I got like one or two games whenever I was doing ranked. I had like an opwash game that I played and then I had a Hera game or something like that. Um, the opwash one was unfortunate because we had a, I think we had a double DC that game or something by the end of it. Mm. So I, I ended like 6-2 and something, but we had two DCs by the time that the game was over. So, mm -hmm. um, but the other games that I really enjoyed playing and I already really did enjoy playing the god, but for some reason this week I just went on like a five or six game like streak of playing nothing but Baron support, or just Baron in general. Um, I like Baron so support. so like my my five slash lines, and I, I only lost or I only lost one of the five games in here. It was the last one that I did. But on the four games that I that I played in one, I went one zero one is Baron mid, then I did zero zero thirteen four one and ten, and then three one and fourteen. Baron's support is kind nice. of the one of those weird ones if everybody thinks he's just a mage, he doesn't have a lot of damage, and it's correct. You really don't. And it's always kind of he's one of those supports you don't have to do the traditional support build route. You can kind of just go, you know, boots into like your sovereignty, and then you can just kind of do whatever from there. But I still usually go the traditional at least first three items of boots, heart ward, and sovereignty, or sovereignty and then heart ward. And from there, you can do like Lotus Crown for the extra protections on heal. You can do like, uh, like Relic Dagger or something like that for uh, for getting your 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 relics on off cooldown fast. That thirty second reduction is really big. Uh, you can do. There's so many options that you can do with Baron Somdi to really mm -hmm. help him out and kind of give him that utility support that some people sometimes forget is he's not the the damage that he used to be. He's definitely a hundred percent more in the control route now than ever. So building a little bit of cooldown, we'll be able to get those online faster. Um, uh, but probably one of my favorite moments was when I was playing, uh, it was the second game that I played where I went 0-0 and 13, which is the best support slash line you can have is no kills, no deaths, and just a bunch of assists. Uh, mm -hmm. We were, we had a, I think we had an Afro mid that game was what we were playing. So we had like, we, we had like these kind of weird gods you don't see a whole lot too often anymore you know you had the baron support we had a jingwei adc that's normal uh we had Bologna in the solo lane which we don't see Bologna very much we had afro which is never seen and then we had a wheelish kind of pop in randomly on that as well and the only knockup that she had was hers and then our, our our adc you know jingwei but i think by like eight minutes in the game i was making rotations over to solo lane at that point because we'd gotten so boosted in our lane so early on that i just ignored the dual lane altogether once he got his boots and like i think once his uh devourer's gauntlets were online i just basically left him alone forever and at one point i'm stealing yeah. speed buff with our solo laner at like 12 and a half minutes in i mean that that's the point of god we're like 12 something into the game and me and the solo are just running over and stealing the speed buff from them i'm like putting deep deep wards in their jungle um but that's that's the real fun of a ward what wait, wait. ward What's a ward? Uh, a ward is that magical thing that you spend uh, either 50 gold, 120 gold, or you can buy this thing that gives you unlimited wards for like 400 gold. And, and you place them on the map and they give you this little area called this little thing called vision. So you, if somebody walks 
inside that circle, it, it pings it on your map and says, hey, there's a person here. It's kind of cool. Yeah. It's, it's really cool. It. I don't know why people don't, never I don't know why these yeah. things are never picked up. It's insane <laughs> being able to see my enemy everywhere on the map. It's just like, it's like, it's oh like a Christmas goodness. tree lighting up. Dude, that, that's, dude, how would you even lose a game if you know where your enemy is at? No, that sounds too OP. That can't be in the game. I don't know how I don't know That's how broken. they ever put that in the game at this point. <laughs> it, it seems like it's such a busted concept. But when you're able to put wards on their speed buff at 12 minutes and you're taking those their back camps as the support that early on into the game, you know you're going to have a fun time. I didn't even get to finish my build out fully that game. I think I still had to sell my blessing, but I had I had relic dagger, traveler's shoes, sovereignty heart ward and lotus crown. So I'm not doing a lot of damage. But dang, I'm helping put out a lot of damage by, you know, the, the snake is probably the, the snake is probably my favorite and least favorite ability in the game. It's your favorite when you hit it. It's your least favorite when you get hit by it because you know what's coming right afterward. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and with the mm-hmm. team I was going against, there wasn't a lot of ways for them to get out of it. I think the best that they had was like Nox's dash or Sobek's ult. Outside of that, there's nobody who was able to really get out of that ultimate. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was like a dream situation for a Baron Zombie. Yeah, I was I was playing zombie support and, and it was against the Kernanos. Oh. And, you know, I'm like, I snaked him and I throw throw the heel and I'm like, alright, he dashed out of it. I'm like, alright, so I'm gonna do this like three, four times, and then I'm just gonna use the snake to get his dash down and use my heel, you know, circle and some something else. And it worked the rest of the game. Every time I hit him with the snake, he would dash away and it's like, alright, now your support's up here by himself, and we're both attacking him and and you're way back there now, sucker. Yeah, the, the mind games with Baron and a, and a lot of gods who have that just that one-two combo hit, I'm going to hit this and then drop this every time. Getting into the minds of your opponents like that is one of the best feelings in the world because you're conditioning your opponent of every time I throw this, mm-hmm. you're going to get hit by something else after. And after three or four times, they realize that and they're like, okay, as soon as that's gone, I got to get out. But then you don't do it. And now they're going to question it every single time. Is he going to throw it? Is he not? Well, I should dash just to be safe. I don't know what I got to do here. And then when you finally like break them and they don't understand what's going on anymore, eventually you just stop throwing it at them and you just start hitting them with everything else. It's like, wait, well, now what's he going to? Oh, there's the snake. What? That was the last thing you threw. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, Beagle, how your game's been this week? Crap. Solid. <laughs> games have been garbage. Solid. <laughs> Solid pile of steaming dog shit. End of yes, statement. <laughs> exactly. Hashtag like, make people swear. Just, it's been horrible. I don't even know if I've had a single good game. And I have to freaking use Smite Guru on my phone because it does, every time I pull it up on my computer, it just yells at me and says there's something wrong with my computer. Smite's down, so I can't check there, so you have to give me a second. But I just know that I don't think I have, like, any good games. Because, oh my god. I've been, I haven't been really be, even been wanting to play much. Because, like, I've just been doing so bad and it's so unmotivating. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's see here. Let's see, yeah. You, I don't... you won as Cupid. <laughs> Did you enjoy that game? Screw you. That's what. <laughs> no, I hated that. I actually don't know how to use this on my freaking phone. I'm just going to say that right now. Um... You you Dan Dicey looks like you had a good game. Is Chiron looks like you had a ten minute surrender in there with Dicey playing some Okay, yeah, some that, that that was a good game. Dan How do I Vulcan? work this thing? 
Oh, well, here we go. Okay, it's I a touch it. screen, and you, you no. tap on things, and then you Shut up. scroll around Shut. the screen by swiping up and down. Shut, Shut up. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Let's see here. You that Chiron game was good. We, we, uh, I don't, know, I don't even know what we did to them. We just kind of destroyed them, you know? They surrendered at pretty much exactly 10 minutes. I know you were hitting uh, quite a few snipes. Oh, yeah. I don't think it was that game, but I remember one of the games I played as Chiron, it was in a joust because he was like my next diamond, so I was playing him a lot. And I ulted some, I tried to ult someone who was like no HP, and I was like, oh, I'm not gonna be able to get him, so I try anyway. And I'm like shooting through, not like through their buff, or not through their buff, but like in that wall in between the tower and the buff. So like, I'm like, I'm not gonna get him. Oh, wait. Wait. Oh my god, I just hit him and I killed him. It was like the very tip. That that felt good, I will admit. Let's see if I can find any other good games, but I doubt it. Uh-huh. Okay, alright, alright. I did find one. I don't remember... Okay, never mind. I really don't remember much of it. But, I would mean, I went 12 and 3 as Neath. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Yeah. Wait, about, you don't uh... remember a specific Neath game? It's almost like you play her too much. How many stars you got yeah. on her now? Oh. How uh, how about I'll throw this game out to everybody that that's that's here tonight, um, since Yuki's been an ESO world anyway. How about when uh you know get your three first wins of the day here this last weekend and we go into arena against an Ares, a Daji, oh. a Cerberus, a Hades. Oh yeah. And you I like that game. That was a good one. We schooled those kids on buying Magi's. <laughs> Dude, hey, what about- we had one random person, and all five of us had a Magi by what? Item three? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that, that game was actually pretty freaking funny. Everybody, even the random, had it. I was playing Shibalanke, so I had my three for beads, air, the, to beads the Ares ult. If I could always time it perfectly. I don't think I've gotten pulled like more than like twice, maybe. Dude, um, we're, we're, I think we won with what three tickets to spare, right? I think so. And that was, was only, only after they had a late push. Yeah. Um. But here's here's a game. I guess this was four days ago. Me, Dan, Guy, and Dicey played a siege, and I hate siege. If you know me, you know that I hate siege so much. And I played Shivalanke, because he's also one of, he's actually my next diamond now, because Chiron's diamond. And it was a Pele, Besta, Hades, and Ganesh, and I, at first, during that game, I hated life, then I loved it, then I hated it more, and then we won. <laughs> was that um, that game that they took down our phoenixes, and then we just went and won the game, because I was Giannis? Yeah, because remember, you're like, here guys, this is a faster way, and we portaled all the way up through Titan, and we killed it. That was actually really funny. Yeah, we were losing for a majority of the game, and Guy kept yelling at me for ruining his Daji 3 with a Giannis portal, and I thought oh. it was hilarious. Oh my god. Um, it wasn't very funny. Like, every time, I went, to, funny every time I went to 3 anybody, like, all of a sudden there's a Giannis portal underneath them. And they're, I, I, I <laughs> oh my like, god, yeah, 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 that game. That was funny. Hold I, on, I, I found t- another- We started losing, and I was like, see, Guy, this is this is why I don't let you get the kills, because now we're losing. I okay, I don't- <laughs> Okay, wait, Dan, do you remember that assault where we had three tanks, so I built Damage Ymir? Yeah. Except I built Nimian because they had, like, four hunters. But one of them was Freya, so Kinda. whatever. But, like, um, 
I played Ymir and I went 11, 5, and 10. And I did go, um, Nimian first item because of all the hunters. Because they had Jingwei on her and Izanami. And then they had a Freya, but mm, whatever. I ignored her. And then I had Attacker's Blessing, cooldown boots, because Ymir's cooldowns are important. <laughs> I had, um, Stone of Fall. And I don't think I ever actually finished Rangna's Mask. Because then Dan's like, Oh my god, why aren't you building, like, Bancrofts and whatever? And I don't think- And I think Dan made me actually forget to finish building that item. Which was just like, wow, really? Okay. <laughs> Unless it's just showing like that was my guru. I don't know. But that game was fun, because I just- I just ran at them and killed them, and then they killed me a couple of times, and it was nice and spaced out so I could go back and buy and kill them even more. Oh yeah, and I bought Blink too, so that was fun. Oh, like good old Blink Ymir. It's annoying. I. Oh, um, Dan, Guy, you guys have anything more to add before we wrap up games of the week here? Yeah, I really don't have anything else that mm -hmm. I remember. Well, you uh, didn't even ask me, so I mean. I told you guys about yours. Oh, shut up. <laughs> I hated that game. I mean, the only thing for me is uh, I'll push this up to number four on the old PlayStation Conquest list. Uh, nice. Been playing a lot of Opwash mid con uh, ranked. I think my last three games I was eight four and eleven, one one and one, then seven three and seven. That's the only ones I see right now. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, I've been enjoying some ranked. Trying to grind that up. Trying to get that Opwash to number one. And uh, that's about it for me. All right. Uh, uh whoa, whoa. Hello. <laughs> Hello. I, that's it for Dan, uh, too. I, ju I exist. Hi, Dan. Okay. I was just going to throw it over to you, but, you know, go ahead. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to throw it to the next section, and I was like, fish? No. Because I got to talk about... I was. I bet you were, honestly. <laughs> uh, I feel pretty good this week because I have a Diamond 3 Uler in Duel now. That's all. That is all. Hey, have, have you made the top... top um... You no, yet? fuck those leaderboards. They're fucking stupid. <laughs> he's got a better record than, like, at least, what, 10, 20 people. He's still not on the board. I, I'm 12 and 1. And I'm not on the leaderboard, but there's someone, like, I forget what he was. He was, like, 13 and 7 or something. Like, at 76 or some shit. What the hell? That's all. I, I, I don't get me on that rant. I get so mad about that. <laughs> That's yeah, so yeah. dumb. That How do they that? score those points? I want to know. Well, knowing is half the battle. <sighs> it's not uh, fair. It's not fair at all. I want to be on the border. I want to <laughs> be on the list. I want to look cool. Guy's stupid because he's number four in Conquest, and I can't even get on the list when I have a better record. Dan's mad at me because my is I have a gold Izanami. I'm like sixty third on the dual list. <laughs> what? what the hell? I'm about to play Izanami. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm literally about to just go own people as Izanami because that's just not even fair. And actually, Suck I am up. also going to be playing Wukong because there's like no good Wukongs on the list, and I swear I can do good as him. Oh, I love Wukong. He's one of my favorites, honestly, but I don't play him a lot. 
But let's go ahead and, uh, you know, time's of bleeding along here. So let's get into, we have a very short patch notes here to get through real quick. And then we'll talk to J-Mac about some of his, uh, some of our questions we have for him and, and so forth here. But first up here, it is patch 5.23 update notes, the God Slayer patch. Oh yeah. He's out there, boys and girls. He is out there. You will see him in a match near you soon. But first up, hey, if you play a game during this patch session, you get a free skin. And it's Yay. Jingle Shells Kuzumbo. Oh, he's so cute. He is you so get, cute. The, the nanes are like little snowballs. Yeah, they're, they're, they're chomping down on some candy canes and shit, you know? Oh, he looks so cute and innocent. Until he if smacks your ass and kills if you, and then you're like... Uh, we'll, Freaking Nene! We'll, we'll get to we'll get to him a little bit more here a little bit later, perhaps in this week's session of progression. Uh, some other very cool skins coming out here, though. So there, there was a lot of speculation as uh, to this teaser and what it would be, and it turns out we now have a dual tech hell. I am say? super excited. Hell yes! It, it I've seen nice. some people not excited, and you're wrong. Because this is a cool skin. So I'll throw my two cents onto it. This tech skin looks really good. Almost every other one, aside from, I'd say, like, Reaper tech and then the Nemesis tech skin, I don't like really any of the other tech skins. But this one is a really good tech skin. I think that, uh, I think that all of them just look too similar and don't do anything unique enough. But I think this one, because it changes colors and all and all that fancy gadgets with it, I think this is actually a really good skin. I think it's yeah. really cool how they have a satellite for her like abilities. Basically, they have the satellite shoot down the beam for her three to cause the little explosion. I think that's cool. Yeah, the the effects on this were just gorgeous. The just gorgeous. Ah, oh, then we got <laughs> Kitty. Kaboom Circuit, kind of that uh, bad girl there with uh, Bologna uh, and one of her recent skins. But this is uh, another very nice Circuit uh, skin. Kind of got that, that punk, uh, you know, not quite superhero or supervillain in between person, whatever they are. I don't know. I don't follow DC shit. What about Marvel shit? Yeah, well, you know, Marvel's good guys and bad guys. They don't, you know, not so much there's uh, in-betweeners. It's like the anti-hero. Something. It, Something it feels like, like Dodgy, Bologna, and Bassett all got together and made an unholy love child. <laughs> and I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, when I first seen this skit, like the, just the card art, I wasn't quite sure who it was still. <laughs> Yeah, like, I uh, actually, when I heard Kitty Kaboom, I thought like, oh, there's a new Bastet skin. That's and then, what I thought, Bastet also. And then it was Sirket, and I'm like, oh, well, that's just as cool, actually, because I suck as Sirket, so I never play her. <laughs> yeah. Really bad Sirket. Don't ever let me play it. Then we got uh, Battle Queen Hera. You know, done some more armor looking armor this time you know not just just got up off the throne but now she's up off the throne ready to throw down i thought she looked cool you know again you know nothing too special with this and but you know again it just where the art is right now i think is in a pretty special place so i'm pretty happy with it any other thoughts on her 
Um, I didn't really see this one too much. I think I was paying attention to something else. IRL, whatever that it's pretty is. Pretty cool. No, not during really the special, stream but... for this one, but I think it's just you know the one of the basic more armored versions of every god that they have. But it's pretty cool. Yeah, it looking. feels more like just a just a glorified tier two skin more than anything else. But it, it's definitely one of the yeah. better, more tier two tier two looking skins that they've that they've put out recently. And I mean, of course, it takes extra work because she's got Argus. Yeah. Too, so now these next skins coming up. Oh, uh, now we're. This is where it's at. And the first one out of these last four is I'm super stoked about because when Guy's out there playing his uh, Alp Wash, I'm going to be like, yo, watch me play some Shadow Stalker is and I'm oh, up the side. Like you throw the Bacchus Zero like one there too? Hell oh, you got the trio. Yeah. Oh, you got like the triplets. <laughs> I wish, but that one's in a chest, so none of us have been able to pick it up. So they said there was four of these. Who do you think the other one is? Oh, yeah. Sylvanas. They're getting close to a team. Sylvanas would be a really cool, cool one, actually. <laughs> yes. Would. That would yeah. actually be the coolest that freak injury I've ever seen. Now you got me intrigued. You got me intrigued on that. Um, but we were talking about this man early, earlier, Mr. Somday. Now we got Count Baron Somday. Got the vampire look rolling here, and I gotta tell you, it looked pretty sweet. Look, look pretty sweet. I like the bats instead of the skulls for the the beams. That was that was nice. How many bats are there? One bat. Ah uh, ah uh, ah. Uh. Two <laughs> bats. Ah ah ah. Someone had to do it. 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 Somebody finally had to make a skin for this man. Well, what was the countdown timer at, Dan? Roughly? Since, since Wait, his release? What? The next guy. Oh, coming up oh, here. Oh, oh. Uh, three years, I want to say? It was a lot. I remember seeing a Twitter that made me giggle profusely. It was like a counter for how many days there had been since his own skin. And it was quite a hefty number. So, I seen it come out, and I got all excited, because to me, I'm like, oh, wow, this is like a, you know, a shout-out to the movie Nine. And then everyone else is like, what the hell are you talking about? So, um, what did you guys say it's actually a shout-out to? Uh, Oogie- it's Nightmare Before yeah, Christmas. Yeah, Oogie, Oogie Boogie yeah. from Nightmare Before Christmas. Well, there you go. That makes Whatever. sense. Whatever. So, yeah, came Nightmare out Christmas Before time, Christmas but- fans. Whatever. It's also Nine kind better. of a shout-out to Nine, too, man. High five. I like his uh his um his VGS emote. Where he Gets rides a- his paintbrush. Yeah, yeah he, he's like a witch. <laughs> oh, uh one thousand two hundred and eighty nine days. Yep, yep, there it, there is. it is. It'll it'll be wow. even it'll, it'll be even longer because the skin still technically isn't out yet. So I think we'll hit that thirteen hundred right. days right before he comes out. Yep. I thought that was the funniest thing when I first saw it. Yeah, it's a really cool skin. It's community skin also. Yeah, the effects on it are gorgeous. Just gorgeous. Yeah, I've been really liking the uh the blue and like uh turquoise-ish colors off that. Yeah. But um the most gorgeous thing this patch is what we have all been waiting for and it is god slayer aries 
And I gotta take my hat off because this skin is dope. I mean, I was watching it at work. I my jaw's hanging down. My boss walked by. He's like, "What's that?" I'm like, "It's the new T5 skin." He he's like checking it out. He thinks it looks cool. He doesn't even play games. <laughs> you know, I was just amazed at what they did mm. with this. I, I just. I just thought it looked amazing from from each progression as it goes. Not only does the skin change from the the kind of the noble Ares to you know the possessed Ares, the voice pack switches from noble with the possession in the background to the possession being in the front and Ares voice being in the background. And then you once you uh you cap out. You get the the choice to change to whatever progression of it you want to play as. I'm like, that's even sweet. So if you like, you know, like you really like that other side, you know, not the fully evolved one, you can dial it back a little bit afterwards. The alt, though, in in that full full on full boat mode, oh my, hmm. Yeah, the alt looks amazing in all the forms. Yeah. I think the way he like twirls his sword and slams it into the ground, it's a lot more immersive than like a normal Ares alt, which is really cool. Dude, even his his shield ability looks fucking cool. I think it's really cool how they even changed the animation for his one. Like the more chaotic he got, the less it looked like his character model aimed it and the shield just kind of like shot it out like he doesn't even need to aim. He's so fully consumed with power. He's like, OP is freaking heck. He just hits it because he's a god, and that's what he does. <sighs> so, yes, some awesome stuff there. Definitely looking forward. I think if my cards fall into alignment right, I may get my first T5 skin. We'll see. So This would um, be my second, I think. Okay, you got the If order, I get right? it. Yeah, I got the old. I'm mad at you for that. I still am. Mm. Always will be. Guy's got like guy's got them all. He's got like all the skins. Yeah. All the ones that I could get. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever, guy, get out of here. How about how about you, J Mac? I have none. I don't even oh. I don't even have poolside, and I'm really upset about that. Feels bad. I don't have <laughs> I was poolside a, I was either. A, That's ups- I played right I, after. I was orders. a broke college student when I first started Smite and uh, could not afford to buy poolside. So I don't have him. I don't have Archon mm. Thanatos that everybody wants so much. I got nothing. I would I would kill for Archon Thanatos. I'm not. I mean, it's lie. only a thousand dollars at the charity events for it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I might have uh. to kill someone to get that thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see. So, uh, purchasable items. This uh, patch will be the Dual Tech Hell, Kitty Kaboom, Serket, Shadow Stalker, Izanami, Stitch Horror, Zonkui, Unamused Hera, Death Mark, the Regal Level Up skin, and the Argus Ward skin. So, I think that's the last seven items in the Odyssey. I'm pretty sure about that. Can't log uh, this way double check that. But I yeah. was looking at it the other no, day. No, I don't think so. Is There's it? seven items left. And I'm pretty sure that's it. Yeah, right those are the bonus items. Well, some right are bonus. Well, some will be bonuses. Some will be uh, the direct purchase uh, completed ones. Yeah, so, like the air. The- well, the bonus items are next. That's the Regal HUD right. skin, the Battle Queen Hera, and God Slayer Ares. Yes, yeah, so I, I think, think you're that, actually that, this, right. This I think is the. I'm 
pretty sure this is the last set. So this, yeah, sounds like it could be. Is this? I wonder the if they're still going to give quests on five twenty four. Then I I doubt it. I, I doubt it. I don't know. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that. There is a mini adventure coming out. Loki's on the naughty list. So this is what the last level of one of the last adventures. Yeah, not very impressive. To be honest with you, not. Yeah, but you get to go kill Loki, so you know yeah, yeah. There, okay. there's some some positive to it. At least you don't have to grind the whole freaking adventure to get items again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as we talked about uh, before, the player gifting will be live this week uh, or with this patch uh, coming out. The UI, uh, the play screen, and match lobby screens have been updated on PC. The friends list and party menus have been updated on all platforms. Everybody's complaining. Look, it's new. You'll get used to it. Yeah, yeah. but I think PC has every right to complain. I, I think know. it looks like crap on PC. I'm, I'm not 100% like, it's, opposed it's a- to it. I think it just needs some adjustments, some clarifications, a, a couple of graphical things. Like, for uh, for console, the way that you get out of the menu is you close the game. And unfortunately for PC, we've always had an option to minimize the game or close the game. There isn't an option for either of them directly on the menu you have to hit escape in order to try and close out and there's no minimize option i think for sure if they add those and when you go through the menus because i was messing around on the pts earlier just to kind of see how it was it's very awkward to navigate backwards in the menus because there's not just an an evident back button there you kind of have to look for it yeah, I was watching, I think, I'm pretty sure it was Duke's Lots video about it, and I pretty much agreed wholeheartedly with what he had to say. I think that they did the right thing, and it is a change that people will have to get used to and stuff, but I feel like they over-consolized the PC layout, because it, it is really strange to see the same layout, which I know has like a push-down hit X or circle or whatever, but on PC, I can definitely understand where it's like, why can't I just have my friends list on the side and still be able to do things? And why can't I still do this in this menu when I could do it before? I feel like they took away a lot of things and a lot of accessibility from PC that they used to have. All right. So releasing in the Fantasy Point store uh, with this patch will be Twisted Metal, The Morgan, Kaiju Sobek, and Torment Bologna. Some good skins in there. The awesome chest new additions will be Molten Hebo and Mystic Guardian Athena. Your new loadout items will be the Sanguine Avatar, the Sanguine Loading Frame, God Slayer Jump Stamp, and the God Slayer Recall skin. Uh, and a note here, the Count Baron Somdi will not be available when 5.23 goes live. This skin will release at a later date during 5.23. And oh hey, Jean Kwai's mastery skins have also been updated. Yay! Got... He doesn't look like a nugget anymore. Okay, well, let's let's get Kumbo in that list next, then, please. Because he <laughs> you is don't the want to be a giant chicken nugget, dude. Nuggets. Surprised uh, he didn't get one when they did the General Nasrus skin. Yeah, yeah, that's usually yeah. been kind of their their method. Is here's a new skin for this god. Here's their updated mastery. It's kind of weird they didn't do it with Kumbo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he needs a desperate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got in the he diamond. So Every god I get the diamond, I buy their diamond skin, and I bought his. I'm like, I will never play this. No. He looks a little <laughs> silly. Yeah. 
Uh, so we've got some bug fixes here. Fixed an issue with the red ground target appearing beneath buff camps in the tutorial. Mm, big, big fix there. Uh, oh, console yeah. fixed an issue where referred friends would receive an error when a new user tries to play in the tutorial. Okay, sure. Um, skins. Uh, shown in Spark Mercury, fix an issue where the skin would play multiple voice lines on a single ability fire. I'm sure that was annoying. Ooh. Didn't see it, though. Uh, gods and items here. We got Aegis Amulet. Fixed an issue where upgraded uh, Aegis could be used in unintended times. Like, while already firing an ability. Interesting. Hmm. Uh, I just um, wish I could use them when I intend to use them. <laughs> yeah, same. Gosh. Dude, that, that, that's life on console. It, it, yeah. Does Scylla's rap, like, not make you able to use Aegis? Because I swear, I was sitting in a Scylla rap with Crush coming down upon me, slamming my Aegis button for like a minute and a half straight. Mm, you you <laughs> no should be Aegis. able to use it and then. Like, like, I planned I, like, on using it. I was, I, if she got the root, I knew I was going to use it, and I just couldn't. <laughs> it just would not let me. It was like, <laughs> yeah, no, I sir. I watched him dive under dying. tower and get crushed. I'm like, uh, what are you doing? I, I planned on using my Aegis. I had it all planned out. I was going to outplay the crap out of him. And nope, it said no. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, that, that, there's a console PC difference for you. It's not just boop, hit a button. It's I got to hit these two buttons. At the exact same time, because if I don't hit him at the exact same time, then it thinks I'm doing something else. Uh, so anyway, Moose and Cobb, uh, bees updated the description to show how much damage they do. Hell, switch stanches, uh, reduce the percentage chance of hell saying a voice line while stance changing from 100% to 60%. Thank God. I think this should go for all stance switchers, honestly, but hell especially. Thank yes. God. Uh, yeah, try watching Dan play duels all over and over and over again. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, hey, uh, Al Posh getting some uh, some some changes here. What's going on, oh, guy? Thank you. Gosh, ridiculous. He needs this. <laughs> he needs something. He was ridiculous. Alright, so Guy thinks it's ridiculous, J-Mac thinks it's appropriate, so let's see what we got. Undead Surge, <laughs> decreased slow duration from 3 to 2 seconds. Yeah, that's that's not, you know, I appreciate that, you know, it's not horrible, right Guy? Mm. Decreased duration of Empty the Crypts from 6 seconds to 5 seconds. That's a significant nerf. You know. It's it doesn't matter. Less doesn't time matter warning, that's less damage. Less anti-heal, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the slow is big. It, it, I honestly think the slow duration one should have been adjusted when they gave him two corpses at level one. Because it was already a pretty easy ability yeah. to hit at level one, with just the one corpse being out there, but when they upped it to being two, increasing the radius of it and having such a significant slow was, like, ridiculous. yeah. That is definitely going to make Guy feed a little bit more. Going to have to make him work a little bit harder. Should invite this guy on again. So uh, next up is Cullen. So early in season five, he was quite the powerhouse, receiving some nerfs though to bring him more in line. But as the season shaped out, however, he just struggled to keep up. So spear of mortal pain. 
decreased cooldown from 100 seconds to 85 and updated the description display uh, the cooldown in his transformed ultimate as well. Why does his transformed ultimate even need a cooldown? Unless you're transforming every 30 seconds or something quicker than the 35 second cooldown, I'm not sure. I guess. It's really Jeez. hard to do that. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen it possible. Yeah. I'm really surprised that ultimate was at a hundred second cooldown. It's not like an Ares ult or, or, you know, like a, like a Xing Chen mm-hmm. ultimate where you, or a global ultimate at that where you need it to be over the 90 seconds. Yeah. I think, I think a hundred yeah, was ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's such a huge I, engage for you too. I didn't even know that. That's like a new wall. Like, <laughs> doesn't need to be that long. I mean, hell, even Morgan goes down to eighty seconds at max rank. To be fair, it yeah. starts at one sixty wow. or something like that. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I I think that's a good move oh, for yeah. him. So this this next one, I'm a little perplexed on. So, Guan Yu. All right. So first off. They updated his passive, and I thought this was going to make him, like, really strong and be really effective, and honestly, I don't like it. Like, I like it, but don't like it, because I don't like it because every time I go to use something, I don't have it. I'm like, you know, I just stacked it up, and then by the time I get these two yahoos in my healing circle, I'm already out of combat, you know? And it's just like, I like when I could stack it up. And have it and know that, all right, I got it. Now it's like, well, shit, I kind of got to get it close without getting it quite there and then not screw up so I can actually have it in combat when I want it versus, you know, I don't know. I like the old way better. I like being able to know when I'm going to have it and use it when I want to use it specifically. But they think, uh, seem to think that the, the whole reason he fell off is because they nerfed his healing from two times, uh, down to 1.5. So they gave half of that back. He's up to 1.7, uh, bonus healing now on his conviction. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I still love the guy though. I do. I'm a wizard. That's all there is to it. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I'd love Guan Yu half as much if he wasn't a wizard. Yeah, that that skin keeps bringing me back to him. So, uh... Here's what, the big buff coming up. Give this oh, one out here. Yeah. I'm so not Hades. excited for this. I... No. So Hades. I like Hades occasionally. He's someone I like to play, like, break out an arena and have some spooty fun. I'm gonna be able to do that a little bit more better now. Although, I don't think it actually fixes Hades. But I think it'll uh, definitely help him, but it doesn't fix him. So first off, they increased his movement speed from 355 to 365. That's an increase of 10. It's a nice little chunk. And uh, the big, big, big thing here, though. And hey, Pon Pon went over the numbers. They, they think this is the way to go. Uh, Pillar of Agony. Increased protections from 60 scaling to 100 to now 60 scaling to 160. Thoughts on that, boys and Beagle? Mm. Um, That's a lot. It's going to be so hard to hit him in late game now. My problem with it is what... I think think I was watching this in Wraithen's stream, and 
he broke it down on a farther level. He was like, if you think about it, if Hades buys just one defense item, like a mantle of discord per se, and his guardians around with the auras, he will have 300 of each protection in his all. Yeah. That's insane. Which that he does is need insane. It. I mean, he needed something in his alt because, yeah, there's so many games where I'm like, oh, he's alting. <laughs> Sucker. Thanks for not moving. You're dead now. Mm-hmm. And there, but there's a lot of games where if the Hades built right, it was almost impossible to kill him in his alt already. Yeah, I don't depends. know. It just really At depends. the same time, this, this buff does a couple of different things for him. Kind of the big thing of Hades in the past was he was a beads burner for anybody who didn't have a dash or a, or or like a CC immune ult to get out. So you know, gods who struggled with with people who with a uh, easy lockdown like Opwash got destroyed by Hades in the past or because of this. At the same time, Opwash kind of just dumps his kid onto a Hades. Uh, but this basically makes it to where anybody who gets locked in is going to have an insane time killing him. People who are outside are going to have an even harder time killing him now, and he becomes a- almost like a Cupid and Opwash ult kind of uh, kind of mindset of we just can't walk in this giant area anymore. He's locked us away from his team, and we can't really do that much to him. Like Titan's Bane and Obsidian Shard are going to be the two go-to items against this because it's going to be that percent pin against those massive amount of protections for such a small time. But that's only for uh, like a really short window. You throw things like. Uh, give him like a spirit robe now and if he gets hard cc'd and then goes into it it's 15% more damage mitigation i mean this this god's about to be insane with this ultimate yeah, yeah. he's going to be like a 40% cooldown half tank alt bot <laughs> and it's it's just going to work like it's just going to do so much i'm looking forward to it i'm going to be able to do spooty things even spootier now so that should be fun He's going to take like 20 damage from the tower shots. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. I'm just using my alt to tank towers now. I'm five. Well, speaking of changes to alts, to wrap the patch up here, we're going to be talking about about little man, li- little vomin here. Oh my god, I'm but so excited. But we're going to be talking about when he's not so little. Colossal Fury getting a major buff here. So, let's see. Let's just read this out and then we'll, we'll hash it out. So, Vomin now also gains a stacking health shield every second equal to 0.6% to his max HP per 2.2 seconds. This shield fades when Vomin's alt ends. Changed his heal tick to every 0.2 seconds instead of 1 second. Vomin still heals for the same amount of health each second as he did previously. So just kind of breaking it up a little bit. But one of the bigger things is he can now pass through player-made walls while his ultimate is active. You know what? It makes sense there with that. I've seen quite a few people griping about that. I'm like, but he's supposed to be a giant. What's stopping him from walking over your wall as a giant? I mean... They can't make him, like, literally that big. <laughs> so, I think that, that was a good change. These other parts, though, I don't know. I, what do you guys I think? I think the health shield is too much. Th- that point, that point yeah. 0.06% of his ultimate. Uh, oh, I, I may have, So, let's say the typical warrior build now gets you somewhere between, like, 2.7 to 3k HP, kind of depending on the route that you go. You take... 
uh, you know, 0.6% of that, so 006. So he's getting, it doesn't sound as crazy right to begin with, but his ult starts at what, I think five seconds and it lasts normally. So he's going to get, let's say, mm -hmm. between 15 to 18 health every two seconds. So times, you know, 0.2, so times that. So he's getting 90 health per second times five. He's getting a, about a 450 health shield over the normal duration on top of what he's healing. So he's going to be getting HP. And if you're not dealing enough back to him, he's getting more HP. And obviously, it's going to fade whenever he dies. But what this health shield is doing is it's mitigating anything that you could have done to him during that time period. Because a lot of people, when he goes into his ult, they just ignore him. And he just runs at you. Yeah. Well, now he's going to get, you know, if he hits you, you know, if he's going up there for five seconds, now he's got a 500 health shield, which doesn't sound like a lot until you turn around and try and hit him. And his health is already back, and now there's this extra shield. Now he's back on the ground, all of his HP back, and you didn't do a thing to him. It, it, it makes it to where now you have to commit to hitting him or ignoring him entirely. And anti-heal is going to be massive for him. I don't think the health shield will be affected by it, but stopping his normal, normal healing is going to be a priority now. Yeah. I mean, they did say, you know, if he's in the Odin cage, he can step out of it, but he still doesn't heal while in it. Um, but you hit a point there, you know, I mean, is this really going to help him? Because I played him the other day in assault and the, the very first time or two I used it, you know, I was in my alt form forever because they were attacking me. And I'm like, you know, that would have been nice to have it there. But then they learn real quick, you know, especially the Aries. Um, I, <laughs> he, he would start his flames up. I'd be, I'd go into my alt and he'd just turn and run the other way and turn his flames off. You know, like. You know, like, yeah, they're just going to ignore me even more so now. So, I mean, it's just such a deterrent already. I mean, I always like the idea of fixing his alt with, you know, um, give him a slow, not a constant one, but as he's turning into it, like a, a circle that grows out and pops when he gets to his full size and anyone in that circle then would be slowed for a couple seconds. Give him some time to actually catch somebody and maybe do some damage, whereas now you you pop it and people are heading for the hills and you're just this big giant that's like, well, shit, I guess I should have bought Fra Frostbound or uh, whatever the Hasten Katana, you know, one of the two to, you know, catch y'all. I mean, if you're thinking about it in a damage mindset, yeah, but the yeah. main reason he has that all is survivability. Yeah. I mean, it definitely helps the, that, that side of it. Um, but, you know, just that, that whole, I don't know. I don't know if it, I don't know. I just don't know. <laughs> That's where I'm going to leave that. I don't know. We will see. Yeah, yeah we will. We will I see. I think Vomin level five is going to walk under your tower and mess your day up. Yep. So let's, uh, let's get started here with some of, uh, um, the guest questions. Bagel girl, we've got a few in here this week. Um, and then we'll, uh, after that, after we get our questions through, we'll wrap some things up. Uh, we're talking about some Kuzumbo. All right. So, uh, guess question. Not community, or not communities. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's right. The okay. guess questions. Section. Okay. I'm going to be completely honest. I actually don't know who the first one actually is. Like, it's VO. Okay, I thought guy. so because come on, the little guys. I thought so because of the face, but then I just like was not completely sure. <laughs> She's right. thinking about what's going to be on uh, Supernatural tomorrow night. <laughs> no, no, I'm falling asleep because I'm just so freaking tired for whatever reason. <laughs> okay, 
So, first question from Vio. Thoughts on spectator mode and the chase or oh my god. Thoughts on spectator mode and the changes it's recently had. And is it in fine working order now or is it still hard as ever to manage or do you even have to deal with that? And also I'm sorry for calling you J Mac Turner. I don't know why I keep <laughs> thinking that's your handle. I, I apologize. Don't know what that's about, but okay. <laughs> uh, there's been so many people who have said one part or the other of my handle or spelled it incorrectly. Like people who do like, you know, the J Mac and they put like a CK at the end there. I get that a lot. Uh, when I first started doing, a lot of people called me Trucker instead of Tucker, which was always fun. And I had to correct <laughs> so many people. It, it took like nine months of me being subbed to somebody on Twitch for them to finally say it correctly for the first time. Without them going, oh, I mean Tucker, and it's just like it's all right. I don't even really care about much anymore. But um, uh, <laughs> as far as spectator goes, I do pretty much deal exclusively in spectator. We're not like uh, like Skillshot. They have it fed to them. They have our production team who deals with the spectator. They send a feed to the casters, and everything that you see on the screen is what the casters will see on the screen as well. That's why they're usually not talking about kind of crazy out there things like when you turn into a community stream. When you get to the community stream, you know, with the AVGL, NACE, Smite Prime, Vulpus, all those people, they do their, uh, their casters deal with their own cameras. So I very much do deal with Spectator. I'm, now I'm in it a couple of times a week at least, just either seeing if there's any new bugs that have occurred, seeing if there's anything new that's been added to it or adjusted from it. Uh, so I do deal still very heavily with Spectator. Uh, or sometimes lack of spectator in some circumstances. We had a bug not too long ago that resurfaced where once the players finished their game and exited the lobby, it would close your spectator game out because they're not in the lobby anymore. So why should you be in the lobby to finish watching their game on a three minute delay? <laughs> so you would often lose the last three to five minutes of the game because players said, nah, we're just going to leave the lobby now. Um, but they've since fixed that. There's still some bugs that are ever persistent that I'm just convinced at this point are not going to get fixed, such as the uh, synchronizing bug. That's been one that's had a lot of problems and has been in the game for, I think we're borderlining almost two years now that synchronized has been broken in some way or form. Um, but right now, Smite Spectator is definitely manageable. It takes a, It takes a little bit to get used to is the big thing. And I think that's why so many people are put off on either casting or learning production is because there's a lot of nooks and crannies in Spectator that if you're not used to it or you don't know how to look for it or don't know how to do it yet and you don't like ask other people, like obviously Jithens is probably the most knowledgeable community member of Spectator because he deals with it so many days. I mean, he runs like five or six community tournaments, so he's always in that thing. Um... But it's a lot of information and in spectator to take in. And until you sit down and read through, you know, one of his guides that he's put together or just kind of play with it yourself, it can be really intimidating, but it's definitely manageable now. I think a lot of the glaring bug problems that it had have been fixed. They've re-put uh, icons in there that were missing. They've uh, fixed, you know, tables and things like that that were broken. There used to be a bug where switching to, the, you know, one player's perspective would also take down the item menu that's normally up and put up the you know the player's actual like ability panel or something like that and you had to switch back from that so people would set up macros to as soon as you click that it would auto click over to here as well um but it's definitely more manageable now it's definitely in a good state to work with it may not be the best but it's definitely workable now cool 
Alright. Um, next question from Skillshot Avi. Um, even though you've personally graduated from college, you're still heavily involved in the, I don't even know. Is that collegiate? collegiate. Okay, that's what I thought, but you're still heavily involved with the college scene as an analyst. What is, what is it about university smite? Oh my god! <laughs> Why do you guys give me this job? <laughs> because it's funny, because you can't read. No, it's Hashtag not. Hashtag make Beagle read. Hashtag kill me. <laughs> Alright, anyway. What is it about university level smite that keeps you coming back to continue casting it? Does casting college feel different than casting other leagues? So that's kind of a question I've gotten from a few different people. And and by the way, I, do, I love Auburn. She's like one of the best people I've ever gotten to work with uh, personally at Hi-Res and, and Skillshot and all that. Found out just the other day that our birthdays are a week apart. So that's always fun. So <laughs> my birthday's yeah. birthday yep, So my birthday's actually Saturday and hers will be the next Saturday. It's pretty cool. And we're uh we're turning yeah, yeah. yeah, we're, really awesome. uh, we're both turning the same age, so it's gonna be real cool. Um but um I, I kinda get this question a lot. They're like, Why do you always just do the college stuff? You know, are you still in college? You know, where are you attending? And you know, I graduated college, like I said, you know, two and a half years ago. So I've been well out of college since I started casting. I, d- I started up in my last semester of it. Um, but for me, the reason I keep going back is it's kind of a personal thing for me. It's uh, when it first started, when Collegiate Smite first began, it was a 20,000 like 20, 20, gem uh, tournament. That was it. It was like 20,000 gems up on the line for this league style format. And we only had eight teams even sign up for it. But then I thought, you know, this is cool. It's a good place to start, you know, start your casting, kind of get going. And then it started turning into, you know, a $10,000 league. And then we had a $50,000 league this last semester. And the reason why I kind of keep going back to it is that personal feeling of I never really had that opportunity whenever I was in college. You know, when I was there, esports wasn't as big for at least Smite, you know, for, you know, for other games, it was obviously much more popular, but I never had that kind of opportunity in Smite, so for me, this is kind of giving those other college students this opportunity, kind of giving them a chance to shine in the spotlight where I never really had that opportunity. And then as far as what keeps me coming back to it, it kind of ties in with that as well, you know, still continue to offer that option. For me, the one big thing that I think any caster, especially at Skillshot, will tell you is that casting for smite is all about telling a story more than anything else it's not about making your game look like the best game possible it's not like making you look like the best person possible on the microphone it's about making these players look like the best players this game has ever offered even if they're in the lowest of low rankings even if they're three weeks into the game or three years into it it's all about telling a story for these people and my big thing is to why i'm still doing it today is that there's nobody else doing it. When uh, when NACE came around, AVGL kind of got a little bit pushed to the curve about that one. Uh, I don't know all the whole background for it. I have, you know, theories and hunches onto what exactly happened, but I'm not going to, you know, ask the guys, well, what happened? Why did this and this happen? I'm just going to leave it be as it happened. We have to move on. But NACE, when they came around, they didn't have any broadcasters. They didn't have any casters, their production people, nothing. It was just going to be a, a league that was kind of pushed under the rug. It was just going to happen in the background. And then all of a sudden, hey, World Championships is here. Here's these college teams that nobody knows about. And to me, that's kind of an insult. 
It's just like, well, why are we putting these guys on this big glorified stage when nobody's going to know who they are? And, and this is, you know, obviously taking Meerkat out of the picture entirely because everybody knows who Meerkat is. But there's going to be nine other players on this stage that nobody's going to know about. Nobody's going to care about them. They might have seen them once in their ranked game or something like that a while back, but nobody's going to be able to tell who they are. And so when when these big moments, these big, you know, grand finals, these we're here at the studio or on this massive stage comes around, my whole thing is I want to be able to tell the audience who these people are. And that's my big thing is since nobody else is doing it, I might as well be me. It gets me some good practice. It gets me opportunities to work with the high-res staff again. I think that was like my fourth or so LAN I got to work with them, and that's including the placements uh, kind of combined with it. Uh, and, and that's kind of my big thing is I do it because no one else is doing it, and mostly just because it's <laughs> it's really freaking fun. Like, I just, I really love casting the college scene. It's a whole different style of play that you're not used to. You get to see some of the best, some of the worst. And then everything in between for it. So it's just a lot of fun. And then the, the last part of it, does casting college feel different than casting other leagues? A hundred percent. Casting a game of, you know, Smite Central or Smite Prime, whichever, you know, it was at the time, versus casting the college scene versus doing analyst desk for the pros is a massive, it's a massive difference onto that one. And, and the college is always just like, it, it's kind of this weird feeling of like, you never know what's going to happen ever. SPL and all that, you can kind of predict this is going to be picked because it's this player, this team likes to build this kind of composition or whatnot. But college, it is a wild card in that area. You never know if this tiny little squad from, you know, from from bum hell nowhere is going to do anything or are they going to be the best team in the league? You know, we got a team from Illinois. Who even knows what's in Illinois? Nobody. No, what is even in Illinois at this point that anybody really cares about? And then all of a sudden, we now have, you know, the first champion of the NACE f coming from Illinois. Like, that that's something that you don't get to hear every day. So I think that's kind of the, the big difference to me is college is a wild card. And I love when things are wild. I love underdog stories. I love, you know, here, you know, I love seeing. And, and another thing is like seeing the players coming back every single time you know spl you kind of understand you kind of know it's just like it's gonna be this 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 ex person who's been in the game for six years at this point playing it college it's just like who's still in college right now that's gonna be coming back and that's kind of the fun part of it is okay well you know day to remember he might be a minor league player but hey he's still in college so we might be able to see him come back and then he forms this powerful team and goes a long distance in the tournament and then loses out and it's like okay well Maybe we'll see him back next time. So, I mean, that's what it is for me. It's a lot of story building more than anything. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Guy, what's next question up here? Next one is from Yoti360. Can we please get ABGL this season, but with university locked, or at least four to five, four out of five roster members from the same school? Cheers. Huh. Okay, so <laughs> uh, one thing people always think is that I know uh, all the information for the college leagues. Um, <laughs> And that's that's because I honestly put myself out there to, for people to think onto that since I've been with AVGL two and a half years and an AV, uh, NACE for this last half year. Um, when it comes down to it, I don't really get to control which of the two comes back or which which of anything happens. Uh, what I do kind of get to work with is the behind the scenes rules with the other admins. And 
Um, the thing that separated AVGL and NACE, and it's kind of weird that, you know, Yoti would bring it up like this is, can you bring AVGL back, but with the university lock versus, or, or four out of five members having the same university? It's kind of interesting because AVGL is known for being the region based, uh, league. It's one where players from Texas and Georgia can play together and teams from New York and, you know, and like Ohio can play together or something like that. And California and Nevada can play uh, where NACE was only players from Texas A&M University in, you know, College Station, Texas can play or only teams who are attending Georgia Tech can play together. Uh, so hearing them say bring back AVGL with the university lock is kind of for me just saying, are we just going to have another season? And the four out of five is kind of an interesting throw into that one. It's one thing I've actually pitched or I'm going to pitch in the next season that we have if AVGL does end up being the next one through is uh, is kind of adjusting the roster uh, limitations. I think that the regional base that we've had for AVGL has shown a lot of success. The only problem that I've had with it is that it'll because not every player is required to go to the same school it creates what's called a super team so you'll have data remember ratcheteer dingo dial you know puckham and all of these players from across the south who are all some of the better players in their respective roles but they don't all attend even some of them not even in the same state together but they're such good players it doesn't matter if they're attending the same college or not you could have five people sitting in a room next to each other but their mechanical skill is just vastly lower than these super teams that are formed that anybody who's not on that like top four to top six team doesn't stand a chance. Like they don't stand a, a hell of a chance against any of these players. And it, it kind of just creates this weird atmosphere of these top four teams are never going to take their matches seriously until they play another one of those teams. And that's kind of the the bridge mm -hmm. gap that we saw in AVGL. And with NACE, we didn't get to see that as much. Almost every team was taken fairly seriously amongst their respective brackets. You know, the winner's bracket, everybody's taking those matches seriously all the way through. They're doing proper picks and bans. They're not doing things like Sylvanas mid or anything like that just because we're better than you. That's what we can do. Or, you know, Bacchus jungle because I'm just a better player than you. Uh... <laughs> and, and that's a lot of what we saw in AVGL was, you know, these kind of just we're just better players so we can play whatever we want against these nobodies until it comes down, you know, down to finally the playoff season where we have to kind of play seriously against the other teams until we get to our point to play the other best teams in the region. Um, uh, but one thing I've worked on pitching uh, that I originally had pitching going into next season was a state lock. So only teams from the same state could play. Um, but the idea of having a somewhat of a school lock in there isn't al also is not too bad of an idea getting, you know, at least, you know, three fifths of the team being from the same university could really open up and, and branch out onto that one. So it's a possibility to, it's a possibility with that one. Um, but obviously there's no guarantee on which of the two is even going to happen next time around. So, but, uh, I'll definitely keep that in mind, uh, for the AVGL people. All right. So we got uh -huh. one last question here. Um, and we gotta be a little mindful of the time because we still got some Kuzumbo talk time here coming up and then, uh, gotta get right. you out of here for your stream tonight. Mm -hmm. So, uh, last question up in your honest opinion, what makes a hype play truly a hype play that you can be proud of? And, um, how about when the enemy team, uh, that you're facing does a hype play outside of that brief moment of anger? 
how do you like the play from your enemy team? So a hype play for me, you know, obviously when you're a feeder all the time, anything that you do to get even two kills in a row is pretty uh, is pretty <laughs> damn awesome. But I think for me, the the true hype plays are the ones where you really did outplay your opponent. It's not one of those. Uh, there, there's two kinds of hype plays for me. It's the true outplay and the true did that actually just happen moment. Like you throw a Kakulkan ultimate over the wall, not expecting anything to be there, but like a buff that you're trying to take and you get a double kill off of it. Those are really hype. But, you know, the multi kills that come through or just this true like these all out brawls that go that happen uh, can really generate a really hype moment where. Yeah, for me, hype is just all about how much energy, what kind of rush did I get from that one? And, and I'm willing to admit when a t- when an uh, when an opponent makes a really hot play, I'm not even I'm never mad when an opponent makes a really good play against me. I go, all right, dude, that was pretty sick. You know, uh, you know when you're when you're going, you know, you're boxing against each other as hunters or something. You don't have any crit involved, and he gets like this crazy like triple auto attack cancel off onto you. And then his uh, his teammate comes from behind you. You you recognize it. You jump away from it, and all of a sudden, like he blinks into you because you because you kept him out of cool, out of combat. And then he just smacks you like, "All right, dude, I'm not even mad. That was pretty cool." Like flashy plays are just always cool to me, especially if I'm casting a game. Just seeing stuff that's really flashy or just outright that was a nasty play against them. Those those are for me the real hype moments. Oh yeah, let me get one question in here. Who's your uh? favorite skill shot caster to work my with my favorite one to work with so far i haven't actually really got to work too much with hindu man the little that i did i enjoyed it but so far of the all the ones i work with i think that aggro is honestly my favorite one he's really knowledgeable he has a real good sense of the game and he's also just there to be a secondary hype man with you he, he'll if you're not the the primary like the play-by-play caster and he's kind of your your co-caster your analyst onto that one his his job there is to make you look better. He, it's to make you sound really good when you're up onto there, and then you know you throw it back to him. I, I think he has such a great game knowledge and flexibility with his casting. It just makes him a real treat to work with. Oh yeah. All right. So for this week's session of progression, we're going to talk about Kuzenbo, hey. the king of the Kappas. So I'm going to just real quick here fly through his passive and abilities, and then uh. We'll let uh, J-Mac uh, give us a little bit of instruction on uh, how to how to play this guy. So, passive, water bowl. Each time Kuzumbo takes over 2% of his maximum health worth of damage pre-mitigation, he is granted stacks of damage mitigation as his head fills with water up to a max of 10 stacks. Stacks last 10 seconds and refresh when gains another. If he is knocked up, grabbed, pulled, banished, or otherwise disrupted, the bowl loses half of its stacks. Damage mitigation is 1.5% per 2% of maximum health taken. Maximum mitigation, 15%. Mitigation lost, 5 stacks. And duration, 10 seconds. His one. This is, this is the ability, by the way. This is, this is why we play Kuzembo. It's the Nene Kappa. So, look, you summon your little guy, you throw him out there, right? You know, he ricochets off walls and hits people and, and, he will travel up, uh, if he does bounce off a wall, he will travel up to another 70 units. Very important to keep that in mind. You can definitely get some extension there. Uh, up to a maximum of two bounces. After reaching maximum range or if an enemy god's hit, uh, it'll burst from his shell, slowing and attacking the enemy gods for six seconds. 
Uh, Kuzembo transfers 20% of his health and protections to the Nene. So damage is 70 up to 210 plus 55% of your magical power. His kappa damage per hit after that fact is 35, scaling up to 75. His health is 25 up to 45 plus 20% of your maximum health. The slow is a 20% and for 3 seconds. His two shell spikes. Uh, he extends the spikes out, damaging enemies who attack him, so it's a mini thorns. Uh, while active each uh, time Kuzenbo takes damage, the cooldown on Nene Kappa and Sumu Slam is reduced. Uh, Kuzenbo may activate this ability even while under the effects of crowd control. Its percent of damage taken is 10 up to 30%, cooldown per hit 0.5 up to 1.3 seconds, and duration of 3 seconds. Sumu Slam. Kuzembo charges forward, immune to slows and damaging enemy minions while silencing, using his immense strength to push first enemy gut. I need to check the grammar on some of these. Really, it's <laughs> off. Um, hits along with him. So anyway, each subsequent enemy <laughs> he hits deals damage to both the enemy god that he is pushing, the enemy, and the god that he is pushing. <laughs> Colliding with a wall will also deal damage to the push god. Push targets can be hit for a maximum of three times. Damage per hit, 80 scaling up to 200 plus 35% of your magical power. <laughs> his ultimate watery grave. Kuzembo pulls himself inwards under his shell and spins, summoning fierce currents that knock enemies back, increase his movement speed, render him immune to crowd control, and allow him to move freely in all directions for 2.1 seconds. Damage after the first spin is reduced by 50%. Damage uh, first hit is 80, scaling to 280 plus 40% of your magical power. Damage per hit, 40 to 140 plus 20%, and a movement speed of 45%. So, <sighs> alright, I can breathe. So, J-Mac, how you like to build this guy out ability-wise, you know, and, uh, you know, yeah, you know, with with your kit and then items and so forth. Well, you know, what are the deets here? So with Kuzumbo, a lot of people think that straight tank is the way to go. Some people think that building hybrid is the way to go onto him. And I think that strong middle ground of of both of them is kind of the option to go. You don't want to build too much damage because then he's not going to be able to take much damage later on. And that's one of the big things of his shell spikes is it's it's post mitigation damage on that one. So if you get hit by, you know, a Scylla ultimate that deals 600 to you, you're only going to reduce 30% of that 600, not 30% of the originally would have been, let's say, 1,000 damage that it would have hit you. So it's kind of a mini thorns with that one. That's why sometimes you often see it coupled with the actual thorns uh, to, to reflect mm -hmm. not only the percent of what you did take, but the 50% of what you would have taken on top of it. So in, in reality, you're hitting them for like 60, 65% of that ability or whatever hits you onto that one. So typically with building him, I don't even really worry about things like penetration, or like his penetration boots, I don't really worry. I think that going the cooldown boots is the better option because his cooldowns are not the longest, but they're also not very short either. Uh, when you look at his Nene Kappa, it's a 16 second cooldown onto that one. It takes a long time for it to come back. The Shell Spikes goes down to a 12 second at max rank. Sumo Slam is 12 seconds and his ult is a pretty low 75. So when you start adding things like cooldown boots, a breastplate of valor, and then either a spirit robe or a mantle of discord, it really starts turning that 75 seconds down to the range of, you know, 50 or so seconds to it that you get it. 
So in these long and extended fights, you can get, you know, an ultimate to start it, and you might be able to later chase on down with an ultimate to really to really do that. But the the trickiest thing about Kuzumbo is knowing when to ult and not and knowing when not to because uh, because it is that knock up you're going to be throwing your opponents all over the place and it could cause your teammates to really mm-hmm. start missing some critical abilities. So typically you want to start the fight to kind of burn those purification beads, burn those Aegis amulets, and then later on you'll have your dash to be able to re-engage for your team. You typically don't want to throw this ultimate out in the middle of a team fight because that's when your mages ultimates are going to be coming out, your hunters are going to try and throw out their critical damage as well. So the ultimate is the biggest part of him that you have to know when and when not to use. Coupling on with that, um, is definitely a great peel. Right, like if, if you see your guys are starting to like ah and turn and run, that's a great time to alt because then you're throwing those enemies up and, and giving your your team that 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 moment to get the hell out. And, of And it's really hard to time your dashes or time your anything, really time anything outside of a beads or an agus during that ultimate because the knockup is so often during it. I think it's five or six times mm-hmm. it can hit you at a maximum when that ability does start channeling through. So being able to time your jump out of there is very difficult without using some kind of purification beads and get yourself out of it originally. Um, the passive is kind of overlooked sometimes, but 15% damage mitigation when it's fully stacked up is a lot in a fight. Couple that with an Oni's Hunter Garb and then a Spirit's Robe on top of that, and you're looking at like 39% damage mitigation if it's fully stacked in your Spirit Robe procs which is an insane amount of damage to mitigate. But at the same time, it kind of goes double-handed against your shell spikes because you want to take more damage to be able to deal more damage back. But I think now that they've reduced that shell spike damage reflection, I think the most obnoxious part of him and the thing that makes him such a great bully god more than anything else is his ability to throw the Nene Kappa at you, pop his second ability, those shell spikes, and then sumo slam you through either your min- through your minion wave or against a wall because the damage that it, that it talks about with shell spikes is anytime that you're damaged it can reduce the cooldown that's any source of damage that's minions that's gods jungle buffs anything that hits you during that time will reduce both of those by that duration so if you already have a low cooldown on your nene kappa and low cooldown sumo slam through your cooldown reduction you're naturally going to get it with your shell spikes even more. You take the 40% of 12 seconds later on, you're going to have that on almost an 8-second cooldown by that point. So that means every 8 seconds you can throw out basically... F- within an 8-second or so time span, you're going to throw out 4 rounds of Nene Kappa almost and nearly 4 rounds of your Sumo Slam if you time this thing correctly. Uh, that's the kind of insanity that this guy can provide, and it's why you see him so often into the solo lane. He'll build, you know, cooldown boots into Breastplate of Valor if he's going against a Warrior, or cooldown boots into, you know, a Void Stone against the magical op- options there, and that gives him the penetration and power he needs to kind of survive into that. It reduces their protections onto that, gives you their protections, has that, uh, the MP5 on it from the Breastplate of Valor is so key going up into those Warriors, and just allows you to continue spamming that ability, and I, I think that's why people hate him, used to hate him because of Shell Spikes. They hated taking damage back, but I don't think that's as critical anymore as the fact that basically every couple of seconds late game, he's throwing a Kappa and pushing you, pops those spikes, now he gets them all again and gets to do it. In a, getting that ability off two, three, sometimes four times in a team fight can really change the outcome of a match. I know I like one of my favorite things to do with him. It's kind of memeish, but it works too, and I will build... 
100% health. Just to get that Nene Kappa as healthy as possible. And if you do it right, you can close in, you can get close to a thousand hit points on that Kappa. Uh, not quite, but very, very close. Actually, you might be able to get it with, uh, the changes that they made to, uh, that one rod that steals health. I oh, yeah, really the, uh, the ethereal staff. Yet. Yeah, ethereal staff. That's it. Um, you know, so I haven't really truly tried to max it out yet, but you, you know, on, on a, very health respectable build. You can still get your cooldown. You can still get, uh, you can still get your cooldown. You can get a healthy little cap out there. We can still have plenty of defenses and so forth. And, and to me, it's, it's just fun because a lot of times people don't like to use their abilities on the kappa. And when you have, uh, 800, 900 health kappa beaten on them, they're like, what the hell is going on? Like, why won't this thing just die already? I'm, you know, I'm hitting it with basic attacks and, you know, you can, you can get a lot and you can get a lot of early poke with that out too, because it's so safe. Like, Oh, Hey, we're out in lane. There you are. Kappa. Yeah. And not, 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 <laughs> yeah, I always find not is, that, like, uh, oh, towers as well. Being able to have a, your Nene Kappa tank up so much of a towers damage, especially late game when you mm -hmm. have 20% of your protections, let's say you've built, you know, 200 of each protection. Well, that's now 40 protections that you're building onto your Nene and then your extra HP with it. He's going to be able to tank up. Three, sometimes I've seen four or five tower shots tanked up late game by just one Kappa if he's left untouched. And coming in late game, that's really his big thing is being tanky, having a tanky pet that chases you down, slows you. And then really one of the one of the items I think is kind of criminally underpurchased on him. If you have a Kuzumbo is at least even or even ahead of your opponent, instead of going with the rod of uh, the, uh, the 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 uh, ethereal staff, I like the gem of isolation because when you think about it. Your shell oh, yeah. spikes are <laughs> technically ability-based damage reflecting back to them, and that's going to trigger the Gem of Isolation slow proc. So anytime that they hit you, you're reflecting that back and slowing them with it. So in, in the middle of a team fight, getting that twenty or that twenty or so percent slow with Gem of Isolation is going to be really big. Yeah, I always like a sumo slam is like deceptively oh damaging. God. Like yeah. if, you, if you can slam him through the entire wave and get all three hits. It, it's just destroys us. A squishy gets destroyed by it. I love sumo slamming my laner through the wave, hitting my spikes, having all the minions hit me, getting my free cooldown, and just slamming him right back through. Like, goodbye. <laughs> Push him through one way and back the other. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. See you when you get back to lane, bud. Have fun at the fountain. <laughs> and then you and your nene just dance. I That's do have Coos and Bo's dance. Yep, I got that too. And I use that is probably the most dance i use that dance all the time you know out of all the gods you know because like you said he's got some cooldown you know it's horrible but there's just times where it's like you're just waiting or you threw your nene out and well you're just not in a point to engage you know he's off doing some other things so it's you know got to break out that kuzumbo dance all the time so uh what, what do you do against kuzumbo Really, the way to play against Kuzumbo is just to be mindful of his cooldowns. Whenever he throws that Nene, he's usually wanting to get some kind of initiation with you. Usually follow up with the Sumo Slam and the Shell Spikes. Knowing when to bait out the Shell Spikes is really important against him because that's where he's going to get a lot of his damage and his and his cooldowns back onto that one. So if a Kuzumbo jumps into the middle of your into the middle of your team, obviously you want to do damage to him. But if he's already blown his kit and jumping into you, he's just getting himself set up. So with Kuzubo, the big thing is positioning against him. You don't want to stay grouped up. You want your carries to kind of stay more towards the back line. 
And you want to avoid being near a crowd of things like a crowd of minions or a jungle camp or especially your teammates because you don't want to get pushed through three of your teammates and not only you take the damage, but your teammates are taking it as well. So going against Kuzumbo is really just staying clear of him while being able to kind of poke him out. Gods like Chalk, uh, Bologna, Osiris, gods who can put real quick poke and consistent poke against him are going to be ones that really shine up there and ones that can kind of mitigate the amount of damage done to him are, are really big in that one. Gods who can escape him very quickly, Bologna with her dash and her ultimate, Chalk can th uh, use his ultimate to kind of mitigate the nonsense that happens with Kuzumbo and, and Osiris can use his tether to get that extra damage mitigation on top of his passive. Um, gods like that who can really deal with him from a safe distance for the for warriors and guardians are really kind of your best options for him. So it's being able to poke him and steer clear of his, his ability. If he's coming straight at you, you want to back away from him typically. You don't want to try and fight into a Kuzumbo because nine times out of ten, it's really not going to go into your favor unless you're you know drastically ahead of him or if you've already wasted his cooldowns and he's just walking at you. Yeah, and the other thing is, is if you catch someone like me building all health, you know, there's items that are good oh, yeah. against that. So, you know, get those kin size out there and uh, soul reaver and shit like that. You know, you can, you can definitely hurt me then. Um, but yeah. Last question here. W what skin do you like? Ooh. Um, with the new one, with the new many, one coming but... out, it'll definitely be the Christmas one. Um, for me right now, I really just like the Kaiju one. I, I think that the, uh, the Kaiju Kuzumbo is the better way to go. I think anybody who uses anything else besides that or the Ninja Turtle is wrong. Uh, unfortunately, I don't have either of them, so I can't say too much about it. Uh, just... Yeah, I like the Ninja Turtle. The, the Ninja Turtle is really good. I like the, I like the Kaiju one just because of the screech of the Kappa. I think, I think the Kappa makes everything better, in all honesty. So whether he's yelling, hey, or in the, uh, in the Kaiju one, he sounds like a dying pterodactyl. It's like... So just hearing that thrown out multiple times in a game is probably the best feeling in the world. Yeah, I love Kaijunbo, and I was extremely fortunate and got him pretty much right as he came out. So I was really happy about that. And um, I, I love I love spamming his woohoo because it's like... <laughs> just ridiculous. Yeah, like playing him in the jungle. No, that gets you banned. You can't do that. That gets you banned, I know. I've seen her do it, so that gets but you anyway, banned from. <laughs> sure, gets you banned. Mm -hmm. we, we established <laughs> it that does it gets you banned. <laughs> All right, so hey, as always, feel free to hop into Discord, and we're always willing to discuss and share more knowledge or take in the knowledge that you have to give upon it. Um, so I know J Max guy get running here, so uh, hey. But how can people, uh, you know, reach out to you, get a hold of you, watch your stream, stuff like that? Well, if you guys want to get a hold of me on social media, I primarily use Twitter. I don't really use much outside of that. You can find me at, at underscore jmactucker. I'm pretty much on my Twitter at any point of the day. And if I'm not on it, you can get me on there pretty easily. Uh, I post anything from Smite to anime to whatever I just feel like is on my mind, like something going on at work or whatever. Um, I do have a YouTube channel as well. It's uh, just J Mac Tucker on YouTube. You, I don't really upload a whole lot there. Uh, more than anything, I kind of just stick around to Twitter, and then I stream either on my channel, which is Twitch.tv/slash J Mac Tucker, 
or I stream on Wednesday nights and usually Sunday afternoons on the Skillshot Twitch and the uh, Smite Game Mixer. So usually Wednesday nights, like tonight of the recording, usually around like nine o'clock or so p.m. is when I'll be on the Skillshot. And then Sunday's usually kind of mid-afternoon along with many other people who stream on those channels. All right. High five. Thanks for coming on, man. It's been a blast having you. Shared a lot of great knowledge. I even learned some things out of it. So high five on that. Thanks for having yeah. me on. Great having Appreciate you on, man. Your time. Feel free to give us a shout out on stream. <laughs> we'll do. We'll do. Yeah. And we'll give you a shout out in the podcast by having you on so people can hear you talk. <laughs> oh, wait. We already no. did that. All right. <laughs> All right, man. Well, hey, peace out. Have some fun and have some good games on your stream. Yep. There you go. Good old PTS. Now, J-Mac is uh, off to streamland. We're going to go ahead and wrap things up here. But before we wrap up, you know, we got this interesting email here the other day. And it was, uh, you know, from uh, Hi-Rez Studios. And it's, um, hey, thanks for being a part of the community. Here's some skins to give away. So we're going to do something a little different. Usually we give them away either in the Discord or on Twitter. And I was just like, you know, let's do something a little different. So I'm going to read off a code here in a second. And it's first come, first serve. It's good for PC, PS4, and Xbox. So three opportunities here to you, our listener. So what do you think? Do I give away the, the Thor Pixel Hammer or the Hachiman Cyber Samurai skin, guys. What, what, let's take I a say that you keep them both for me, but you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, no. No, I think you should I give say, them both. I say well, the Hachiman's an uh, Odyssey one, right? So they, they do the Hachiman? Yeah, I do the Hachiman so that way they get the five points of Odyssey if they need them. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, 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 cool. true, that's, that's true. true. Especially because this was the uh, God Slayer patch episode. Yep. All right. So uh, I know none of uh, none of us will use these. Actually, I already have him, and I'll keep tabs yeah, on my got, kids. They, they will be for real trouble if, if I catch <laughs> them with this skin, you know. This is not usable well, by employees. No. So Employees? Uh, when, when's my paycheck coming? <laughs> yeah, anyway. You guys are working pro bono, so shut up. Oh, <laughs> All I didn't right. sign up for that. So, so you're Hachiman. Cyber Samurai Skin. First come, first serve, all three platforms. Got your pen and your paper? We got A as in Apple, P as in Paul, C as in Charlie, S as in Sam, E as in Echo, 7, 2, 6, 5, D as in David, 0, A as in Apple, 8, 1, 2, Zero six. These codes do expire January 15th. So you got plenty of time to claim your Hachiman. Tune in next week. Maybe. We'll see. Maybe we'll give it away on Twitter. Maybe in the Discord. Maybe on next week's episode. We still got that Thor Pixel Hammer floating around. So, high five. There you go. You guys have anything else here before I go ahead and wrap um, us up? I um, guess since you have pretty much lined up that next guest, we'll let you announce it, Dad. Oh, you yes. Gold star this week. That's right. 
I was having a chit chat with someone during one of the, you know, the, the Skillshot uh, media or mixer streams. And uh, I forget which stream it was in particular. It was, uh, oh, it was, uh, yes, it was Avi getting taught how to do something by Taco. And hanging out in the chat was Hindu Man. I'm like, yo, Hindu Man, why are you going to come on our podcast? And he's like, yo, man, why don't you hit me up? So we talked, we hung out for a little bit and chit-chatted. And next thing you know, he's going to be on the podcast next week. So, hey. You got some questions for the one and only Hindu man? Fire them out there. But also, this is our Christmas episode coming up next. You're going to be listening oh. to us right around Christmas time. So, so you, hey. say, you kind of say we give them a present wrapping a bow tie. Yeah, could, you huh? could say that. Huh? But hey, also kind of, you know, hey, if you have any questions for Hindu man, fire them out there. But, you know, kind of community challenge-esque on the side, right? You know? What, what's your uh, what's your Christmas traditions uh, when it comes to gaming, whether it's Smite related or any other games? You know, uh, what do you do for the holidays? Anything special? Let us know. We'd like to like to hear about it. You know what Dan does? He feeds. <laughs> Damn straight. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. I open uh, my presents, tell everyone to f off, and get on my video games and feed my brains out. Yep. Now get out of my way. I gotta go feed. Why is the internet so slow on Christmas? Because everybody's home, everybody's using it, everybody's downloading their new games right now. Why is everybody home? Go see your family or something. <laughs> yeah, get a, get out of my internet. I'm trying to feed on my games. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, I love it over the summer when uh, when my youngest, Alex, is, likes to stay <laughs> up all night. He's like, man, there's too many Chinese people on the internet at night. They're always slowing it down. <laughs> just I yeah, the other half of the world uses it too, man. <laughs> so anyway, oh, well, let's go ahead and send us out here. Guy, how can, how can folks get a hold of you? You can find me on Twitter at GSmitey. You can find me at PlayStation at GuyAJ78. And you can find me on Xbox at GuyAllSmitey. Dan? You can find me on the Twitterverse at Split Push Podcast with no A because the name was too long. You can find me on PlayStation at DirtXSnapXDan, and that's about it right now. Beagle? Um, find me on Twitter at Beagle underscore Girl 27, and uh, you can find me on PlayStation at Beagle underscore, underscore Girl 2780. I have been getting more friend requests and more invites to play, but I always see them like an hour after they've been sent or whatever, or... I'm sleeping or something, and I have really not been able to even join any of them, so I'm There's sorry. There's this one guy that invites me at, like, 6.30 a.m. every day. Props to you for trying every morning, but I don't wake up. Or <laughs> stay up. He's going to be working third shift here soon, so, you know, maybe he'll be coming yeah. home and want to play a few games of Smite before he goes to bed, so there you go. Yeah, I third mean, shift, I, I get invite, and I also get a lot of invites when I'm playing with these guys, so... If I if you see me on Smite and you might see that I'm already in a group, I'm most likely going to continue playing with them unless maybe everyone's getting off. Yeah, but, but hey, throw it out there, yeah. man. You know, sometimes you know we don't always have private parties, but if you see an open party, definitely hop in and don't message me because yeah, my, um, my notifications are off for when I stream and do recordings and stuff. Even though I haven't done that in a while, um, you know. I still got the whole setup, so hit hit Dan yeah. up, hit Guy up, hit Beagle up, because they have their shit up. They'll, they'll yeah, um, if, 
if you ever do want to join our group, though, just, like, send a message or something and ask if we got room, because... I don't really remember when the last time we had a full group yeah. was. <laughs> and, and, and yeah, Yuki's on his uh, After Worlds break, you know, and a couple other people have been playing some new games that are out. So, you know, just, just our core, hardcore smiters are still going at it, though. So Look yeah. at you, Smash Brothers. Yes, yeah, Smash, Smash Bros. Brothers. Damn you! But, anyway, you can find good old Dirt Naps Dad here on Twitter and on PlayStation at Dirt underscore Naps underscore Dad. You can hit us up on our email at community at splitpushpodcast.com. Hey, you know what? We do have a guild or clan here in, in the PS4. You're more than welcome uh, to join up with that. That kind of does help uh, get Hold the groupings up. up some, too. And supposedly some changes are going to come to help that up. And what do you want, Beagle? Um, can, like... Can we just talk about if this is a if this squiggly line dude was like a real person at, at like <laughs> come on like go at, away every you day we log in uh, we squiggly all line has applied to join sure the guild. Just a bug. <laughs> I mean, me too. But like, what but if someone tried to join line, and then their name really just glitched join there? The clan, just do it, my friend. It's open. Yeah, just yeah. let us know. It's open. You don't <laughs> have to apply. Just just join in. And if that ain't working, just let us know, and we'll send you an invite. But uh, what else? Uh, you know, we got our YouTube channel now. You know, it's got doesn't have a fancy name just yet, but you know, hey, we're getting more subscribers every week, which is cool. We really appreciate that. You know, even if you listen to us on podcast, man, just hop over and help help our YouTube channel grow a little bit. Hit us up with a subscribe there. Make sure for whatever platform you're uh, listening to us on, you're giving us the thumbs up, the five stars, the hearts. Whatever it may be, shower us with your love because we do this because we love you, our community, and want to help it grow and be better for all of us and the game. Or uh, as Double J would say, do all that sellout shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, we, we ain't got t-shirts just yet. <laughs> all that should right. be a thing one day. Anything we else, guys? I, ready to close her out? Ready to close her out? Going once? No, I think so. Going yes, twice? I'm ready to go. Yes, I'm ready to go Sold. We're going out. So, hey, when it comes to dirt naps, remember, you got to give them before you take them. And when all else fails, split, split push. push. I almost forgot to say it, but you know.